Welcome to Franklin Covey's Be a Better Leader series. I'm your host, Jen Colosimo. I serve as the Enterprise Division President for Franklin Covey. Today, we're joined by Franklin Covey's Global Productivity Practice Leader and Vice President of Sales Enablement, Corey Kogan, as well as an architect on our offering around change, we're going to discuss how leaders can coach their team, can build capability within their team to be more adaptable to change. It isn't gonna stop, there isn't going to be an ongoing status quo. So how as leaders can we build adaptability, some call it agility, how do we build that into our teams and help them have that skill set? Corey, thanks for joining us. A oh, pleasure to be here, Jen. So I think everybody would say, oh, adaptability is a good thing in the case of change. We want people to be able to be agile so we can get to more innovative. How do we even start to build agility and adaptability as a skill set in our teams? Well, I think as a leader, you know, some of it is uh, about how we are communicating to them in the first place around whatever it is, whatever a change might be, et cetera. Because if we're just sort of telling them about this, then it's like, okay, and we just react and nothing happens from there. So a lot of it for a leader is how am I delivering the message on change and um, really becoming as a normal behavior, a leader as coach around this because we are all human beings, the leader included. And when stuff happens, how are we best prepared? It, you know, and sometimes even regardless of how the leader uh, communicates the message, right? I need to be prepared for my own career development. I have to figure out how to do this. And so uh, a little understanding also around my ability to be reactive and being able to count to 10 and step back and sort of that space between stimulus and response and really just stepping back and thinking about what's going on and what response I wanna have and to increase my agility. If a leader understands that and they're behaving as a leader as coach, that's a start, sort of a foundation to everybody being ready to be more agile. You have somebody that's a little more prepared and intentional, and you have a leader that understands using empathy and communication, how to foster that, if you will. So there's there's an intentionality. I'm able to be very aware of how I'm feeling and my thoughts and taking a space between stimulus and response. I'm effectively modeling the behavior that will help you be more agile. And then you mentioned the ongoing leader as coach. So assume you're watching any of our listeners or viewers or me, how do you determine that I'm being a leader as coach? What are some of the behaviors that you'd see? Well, a leader as coach, first of all, is a really great listener. They're not busy fixing everything, right? And like, oh no, you know, it's not, it's not so hard here, do it this way. But they, it goes back to empathy. They're really listening with, um, really with concern for where the person is, uh, really making sure they understand what the person uh, is saying or what the team is trying to tell them. Uh, and again, they're getting this feedback from them. So how, how are they as a leader reacting to that? So 
foundationally just being a great listener is the core skill of leader as coach and then using really good questions you know to get good insightful thinking and making their team feel like they're involved in whatever the change is and what's going on which does create engagement uh, and agility it, because I'm you know I I've given my insights I've given my feedback uh, and so, hey, there might be something to this because I'm part of the process. And the third skill, really, which gets, I think, lost sometimes, both for the leader and the person to do, the leader is really checking in on what people have done in their past uh, that um, where they were successful at a similar kind of thing, right? So, hey, last year when we went through the other change, you did this marvelous thing. How could we use some of that? You know, or what would you take from that to apply here? And what that does is, first of all, settles the person down if they're a little terrified um, mm -hmm. and hits their endorphins. And so it's like, oh, that's right. I, I, yeah, I can do this. Um, and that's so those three skills together, really, if a, if a, if a leader gets that good, we, we, we can almost certify them as a leader as coach. Really, really helpful. Um, I think. It's kind of sometimes missed when you're talking about leading change that it's tapping into leadership skills that you may not have thought as change skills, you know, because change management is we're mapping out the dependencies and someone's managing the project and we're communicating and we're doing communicating plans. But actually a change happening requires people doing their behavior. And so the coaching pieces that I definitely heard from you is empathy, which I wanna dive into a little bit more. Um, uh, tapping into experiences that they've had in the past that showed that they were successful, giving that an endorphin burst of, I did do this in the past, that's awesome, and I can do this. Um, and being more of a, a coach and really understanding what they're coming from, asking better questions instead of trying to always solve. Did I get it, Corey? You got it. And really, to your point, whether it's a change or just business as usual, in today's world, in the world of knowledge workers who are paid to think, innovate, create, and execute, where they need to volunteer their best efforts under any conditions. At the end of the day, the leader's job is to engage them at the highest level of cre you know, creative excitement if possible and heartfelt commitment uh, where people are like, oh, wow, I'm in. Let's, I'm gonna give my best no matter what. And so to your point, it takes all the leadership skills out there to get through a change. But if the, a leader was already good at doing that, this should be easier for them that if they're just getting the, aha, I can't be pushing them around anymore. I need to lead in a different way in this new world that we're, of work that we're in. So a couple more questions. As I said, I wanted to dive into empathy and some of our listeners have maybe heard others talk about empathy, very central to Franklin Covey content, both our trust content, our content, many of the solutions talks about that skill set. If you could just pretend they hadn't, some won't have, talk a little bit about how empathy isn't sympathy. What is empathy like? How might, what, what, how would you know a leader was being empathic in helping this person move through a change? That's a, that's a really great question. And 
and the difference between empathy and sympathy, that's what, like, oh, I'm so sorry, it, you know, is sympathy. Empathy is when a leader can really sort of detect or tap into the way somebody is feeling. Boy, that seems really frustrating. Am I, you know, am I getting that vibe, you know, right? I mean, and, and what happens, just this human connection around that, it, um, it, it's, it touches something in somebody with, where it just unleashes that, it, it, that whatever's going on, that frustration, and that it, it, it causes them to start talking. I always say, we do this naturally with our children. You know, Johnny comes home from school and you look at your son and, and he's got a sad face on you like, Johnny, Johnny, what's wrong, Johnny? Uh, and, and you just, you're like, you know, you seem so upset, you know, what's going on? And you, because you love them so much, you just are trying, you're being empathic and trying to get that out. I'm not saying we need to love people the way we do our children, but it's that we do it intuitively. And here we're doing it authentically and, and intentionally to tap into getting somebody to talk more about, well, it's frustrating because of this, that, and the other thing. And that's one part of empathy. The second part, it goes back to our listening skills, that we are listening carefully once we get them talking about their feelings uh, and I'm an ops person, so I'm not all about feelings, right? But right. it's so important for people to vent, particularly in today's world, when so much is going on, there's so much in feeling, we get that out. But then we have to listen really carefully and be able to reframe and say, let me make, a, let me make sure I, I heard that, you know, I'm, I'm hearing you right. And not repeating or parroting back what they're saying, but to frame up like, and it's like, whoa, yeah, no, that's exactly what's happening. And they're like, oh my goodness, thanks so much for listening to me. I feel better just by you doing those couple of things. So, and sympathy, right. even with little Johnny, you're not going to say, oh, Johnny, no, I'm so sorry they're bullying you. You know, that's it. You're going to, it's not. How does that help? How does that, how does that actually move when we're talking about the topic of resiliency and adaptability? I have one more for you, Corey. Um, and you were kind of tapping into it with everything that's happening now, but always it's a constantly shifting environment and it, you can feel powerless. How can leaders help their teams with this sense of, I'm just sort of at the mercy of the wind to help them build that resiliency, that adaptability, that capability to be able to move forward. Any hints or tips? Well, I think it's everything uh, rolled into this. Um, and I think, again, acknowledging things that they've done in the past where they've done really well. I think also, um, sharing stories, uh, with the team, uh, celebrating wins, uh, you know, creating a culture and an environment on the team of persistence where we can do it. And when people do persist, really, again, sharing those stories uh, with, with them all. And so people feel a sense of hope and feel like they can do it. Um, and I think also tapping into, I'll go back to acknowledgement, where people in their lives have been resilient in other situations. Mm -hmm. um, because we all have sort of intuitively, we've had to really go into survival mode or really, as we say, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And how do we tap into some of that 
and help people remind that they can do this and also be so clear with inspiring vision and outcomes and where we need to go and where we're doing. Because if they, you know, as uh, one of my fellow thought leaders, Chris McChesney likes to say, you know, bowling through a curtain is no fun. And I love that line, right? It is no fun. And if a leader is not clear on the vision, the purpose, the outcomes, it's very difficult for somebody to be resilient. So if you give them that and remind them when they've been in that situation personally or something else, they knew what outcome they, they needed to live, they needed to get better, they needed to, they had an outcome and we need to do the same thing. That goes a long way to helping create the engagement then that then fosters resilience and agility. And giving them um, that confidence both from the past. And what I liked is your use at the same time of the word persistence and celebration. That part of the persistence is telling stories. When have we, who recently did this well? What's happening that's going well? Well, of course, acknowledging the challenges that we're facing along the way. So Corey, thank you for joining us today. Successful change doesn't happen through processes alone. It's the people who make the change. So for our listeners, how can you better build adaptability, resilience in your team, address the human side of change? How can you become a better coach, a skill set effective in change? And as Corey said, in the normal course of business, is there one thing that we covered that you could benefit for or things that you could build on that are happening well in your team as you develop adaptability? For some pre, for, I'm sorry, for some free resources on how to navigate change and turn uncertainty into opportunity, please visit us at franklincovey.com.